1: All right, guys, welcome to Birdland Tonight, I guess the afternoon edition. For now, it's just me. I think Matt's going to hop on here. just got a message from him saying he could come on and join us. I think he's probably a little excited because we saw stuff from the Orioles today that has been frustrating us. We, we, saw, we saw the Orioles score runs. We saw Austin Hayes uh, hit two home runs. And uh, who got the other ones? Franco? We saw home runs today from the Orioles. But it all starts with the pitching. AJ, I see you there. I got your 2027 shirt up on the site. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, AJ joined us yesterday. And we were talking in yesterday's show. Cody and I went a little long because we were so frustrated with the Orioles yesterday. Because we all knew as soon as we saw a bullpen game with Wade LeBlanc starting that the Orioles didn't have a chance and that it made it look like the Orioles weren't trying to win yesterday's game. So today, you put John Means on the mound, and it's a difference. So let's bring Matt into the game, into the show, now that he's just hopping on. So let me jump in here with some little flips. Hey, Matt.
2: Oh, hey, Josh. Good.
1: Hey, thanks for hopping on here with me.
2: Yeah, I'd rather be, you know, you mentioned bringing me to the game. I'd rather be brought into the game. Uh, but I guess I'll take the show.
1: Yes. well, speaking of brought into the game, I do want to talk about Zach Lothar and him bringing him in for, like, cleanup duty at the end of the game. Kind of a weird way to make a a premiere for a player for a team that in the past has been so worried about starting Major League clocks. Yeah. I, I thought he was kind of brought into this bullpen. When I saw the announcement last night and this morning, I thought it was kind of oh, we blew our bullpen, we have no long relief guys that we can trust, let's bring Lothar up so that we have someone in case things go wrong. So I didn't think we would see him today when John Means pitched a gem again.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's, I mean, I think the headline, and I assume you already talked about it, is John Means and Austin Hayes. I haven't gotten yet- to it yet,
1: we're like two minutes into the show. <laughs> All
2: right, well, I mean, John Means and, and Austin Hayes is the story here, but but, yeah, Zach Lothar, it surprised me. His call-up surprised me, first of all. I was surprised that Wade LeBlanc was, was let go. I was pleasantly surprised. Right. I did not think this would happen until July, to be right. honest.
1: Which is why I thought he was in that bullpen for, like, uh, emergency use only. Because but-
2: if they didn't bring him
1: to the game today, his clock wouldn't start and all that. Because if you're going to start the Zach Lothar clock, sure would have been nice if you started it yesterday and let him start the game.
2: Oh, uh, see, my my takeaways. First of all, I don't think the clock matters at all with Zach Lothar. Um, okay. I think the clock only matters with superstars. So I think it only matters for Adley Rutschman. He's the I only mean, one I think in organization who I the would, clock is even a consideration.
1: Lothar's so Lothar's number eleven in our farm system or prospect list. Yeah. So yeah, I would think that would count. But I hear um, you saying. Yeah. Do you want to so, ba- uh, back up though to John Means?
2: Yeah, because I think there, it is interesting and. See, see your argument saying that Zach Luther should have brought in yesterday, and my argument, or my, my mindset is, wow, I can't believe he's brought up this soon. Um, not, and I can't believe they cut ties away LeBlanc so, so quickly. Um, but, so, like, props to the Orioles for making those moves. That's kind of and my, I agree, my And I agree
1: with you. Because yesterday's game, I, Cody and I went on for, like, 40, 50 minutes on Birdland tonight last night. Because okay. it seemed like the epitome last night of the Orioles not wanting to win a game. By letting Wade LeBlanc start it and this and that. So you would think, yeah, with your mindset, why would you bring up Zach Lothar because you just showed us you don't care about winning?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's this tough blend where, I mean, I think they do care about winning, right? And, And it's this tough blend where you have guys like LeBlanc and Franco that you're clearly, and Galvis, that you're clearly just there trying to flip. And LeBlanc was one of those guys. Yes and just buying time for your other guys. Right. But, I mean, they brought up Ryan Madcastle last year. They brought in Dean Kramer last year. Um, they've had, you know, Dean Kramer start the year this year. So they had Bruce Zimmerman start the year this year. So it's not like they refuse to play young players either. So I think it's this, it's this tough balance where they're not trying to Bring up no talent, right? It's not like they're trying to let, let's bring up all the talent at the same time in 2022. No, like right. they're sprinkling in talent kind of each game, but, but yeah, but the biggest talent of all in this team is is John Means, right? Like what a, I, I don't know if you can say enough about his performance. He kept his pitch count down, um, uh, six, he,
1: six and a third innings, two hits, one run, which was that solo shot, and six strikeouts. Yeah, so his ERA is one. Uh, one and a half, 1.5.
2: Yeah. Yeah, over over a pretty kind of large sample size here against some really good teams and um, against an unbeatable team seemingly in, in the Oakland A's. And yet only give up two hits and then, you know, the location went a little bit there at the end. Um, and they gave up the, only the solo home run. If you're going to give a home run, make it a solo. Uh, yep. And so just all, all around an ace performance, once again from John Means, And this is kind of per usual by John Means, right? This is now who he is this year.
1: And I think you also, when you put a guy like John Means on the mound, you set the rhythm for your team. Where when he's out there versus Wade LeBlanc out there, you immediately set that rhythm of get get me three, four runs. We can win this game.
2: Oh, no doubt. I mean, he's only had one game where he's given up three runs. I mean, total runs given up. First start, zero. Opening day, obviously, an amazing start. Then one run. Then three runs this is his worst start. Then last start, zero runs. And today, one run. Um, so, yeah, it's even hard for the Orioles' offense to screw that up.
1: Yeah. And then after Means, you got Plutko finished out that sixth inning or seventh inning. Uh, and then Fry comes in. What Paul Fry has been outstanding this year.
2: He's yeah, that, out of yeah, 10. Th- that was Not- a weird thing, right? Because his spring training was so terrible. Yeah. You're like what's going on with Paul Fry? And then all of a sudden he turns it on, and he was just freaking. He's been freaking yeah, uh, he, uh, electric. Yeah, he was
1: in for one inning and got two strikeouts. And then we we talked Lothar. Got to see him come in. And yeah, gave up one hit, one strikeout. Great, great way to start.
2: Yeah, and I hey, listen, I think Lothar was called up today partly because what you did to that bullpen yesterday, right? And you just needed right. arms. And
1: that's exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, and then once you saw, I guess once it became a blowout, I've. Um, the athletics imploded in like Oriole fashion today. Yeah. The yeah. to walk people walk runs in and everything to the point of, you're like, well, that's just, it was great opportunity for Lothar to get his first start where you're not really going to blow a, a seven run lead.
2: Yeah. If you look at those walks, it's funny that there was a total of what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven walks. The Orioles walked seven times. Um, but no one walked more than once. Right. right so of the nine hitters all but two of them had a walk today galvis and mullins were the only guys not to walk which is right. kind of crazy
1: well mullins got three hits so it's all yeah. right that he didn't walk
2: yeah well, and, and galvis had that double so it's okay that, that, that he didn't yeah. walk
1: so let's but, talk about this offense a little bit
2: then yeah
1: because the other thing that stopped is the strikeouts they got nine strikeouts which whenever the orioles can stay in single digit for strikeouts i'm okay with that yeah i'd like to see it better but um They've gone three straight games before today without a home run. And they have 17 – before today, they had 17 home runs, which was the fewest number of home runs in the American League. So they got three today, two for Hayes, and then it was Franco, right? Yeah. Yeah. So nice to see the ball starting to carry. I don't think it's just the warm weather of the afternoon. I think finally we're starting to see uh, the lineup come together.
2: Yeah, well, I did the post game show on on Friday. What no on Thursday. I don't know when I did the post game show. Oh, Friday. Friday. And that that was that game in the sixth inning where I lost my mind because they had <laughs> left the bases loaded and they had four singles to score a run. Like it's just it's really hard to score runs, yeah. just with singles, right? Like, Because yep. you got to get four of them to get one run. A home run is easier. Um, but the problem is the Orioles weren't hitting home runs and haven't been hitting home runs, and that makes it even harder to score. Like you look like even up until that last inning, right? Up until the eighth inning, they only had three runs, but they had a bunch of hits, right? And that so it's like, um, you 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 need to get extra base hits. Like you need to get extra base hits. And the strikeouts is one thing, but you're right. The lack and you look at this lineup. Like there's no reason with Franco Mancini, Matt Castle, Hayes that you shouldn't be hitting home runs, right? We have home run hitters in our lineup. Uh, they're just right. not hitting them. Mountcastle is the most obvious example, and we could talk about his struggles. But but Austin Hayes hitting two today, and we talked about it, Josh, when he went down. It's just it's it's a it's a lineup changer without Austin Hayes. Um, and honestly, now like you miss Santander, and so you're just like, when can we get a freaking healthy, a healthy team, a healthy outfield to show how talented this offense is? But yeah, Hayes, you can see Hayes get. I mean Hayes just makes hard contact, even when he's struggling, he makes hard contact. Right. So it's great to see Hayes get those home runs, going opposite field today, which was awesome to see. It was so, nice yeah. To,
1: yeah nice I, to see Mountain Castle get that walk in the eighth inning when he was really he's really been struggling to get anything. Yep. Yep. So that was a big walk. And I thought
2: Ryan even, McKenna, Ryan McKenna had a great at bat to get that to walk a run yeah, in.
1: That's exactly where I was going. Even yeah. McKenna today showed patience with the walk and he got a hit today.
2: Yep. Yeah. So, I, I thought McKenna and that outfield, Josh Mullins, Hayes, McKenna like that's just a stud outfield, a super as far fast as range, stud outfield. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's leaving uh, you've got Stewart on your bench who's been hitting the ball well.
2: Yep. Uh, so. And yeah. Or I think, uh, does he lead the team maybe behind Mullins and OBP? Yeah. He, he's a get on base kind, right. kind of guy. So, um, it, yeah, yeah.
1: It's really interesting that we have guys that are that have the talent if things can get strung together but yeah we still have big holes in this team
2: i would say offensively there's two for me at least there's two glaring holes offensively that are annoyingly (laughs) frustrating to watch second base second base yes second base huge what's your other hole your just isn't getting it done and yeah my other position is catcher Right. And I don't know why they bat Severino, batting three. I don't know why he's third in the batting order. I don't really understand that. Well, he and fourth, I don't know why Matt is still today. batting fourth. So oh, Severino, I'm sorry. I was down. Like, he was fourth, was fourth and fourth out. Because,
1: I don't know why he's batting fourth. Well, because he's been, he's been the only guy hitting the ball
2: the past couple of games. Okay,
1: against Oakland. He's the only okay. guy who's been getting on base.
2: Well, his OPS of 6.03 yeah. um, is one of the worst on the teams. So Right, right.
1: But again, it's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, second base. I don't know what the future holds for second base, but we know that Severino is a placeholder. Franco is a placeholder. Uh, Galvis is a placeholder. All these guys are placeholders. The outfield is not placeholders. Yeah. It's but figuring he, out which of these guys
2: is the future. But, but even if we're just looking at the baseball team in 2021, yeah. like I'm okay. Like Galvis is a major league baseball player. Like he's a major right. leaguer. And I think Franco is too. Like, I think they're two professional mm-hmm. ma- major leaguers. Who who could start on several teams in the majors? I don't know if that's true with Severino and Urias. Right. Right. And that's right.
1: And that's where Friday you lost your mind over that sixth inning. Yesterday I lost my mind after how how this team wasn't even a major league team that played yesterday. And part of my thing yesterday is I looked up Hanser Alberto. And you know what? He's having a perfectly acceptable season playing second base. What when you lose a guy like that, where you I get it Uh, hanser alberto we all enjoyed more as a guy who was always happy smiling on the on the bench and seemed to keep getting on base but didn't really not your prototypical second baseman he's better than what we've got
2: yeah yeah and that was a frustrating move at the time and still frustrating because you really didn't need the 40-man spot you could have fit Alberto in the 40-man spot and the reason he was cut is because money Money. He was going 1, arbitration 1. 6, years.
1: One point six million. He got. Yeah, he
2: got a little bit expensive, and you could, um, you could replace that cheaper. And they looked at him, I think, as not being part of the future, right? And so yeah. they said, "Let's find other guys who are part of the future." But certainly, Alberto would be an upgrade at second base over anybody. And he's playing. I mean, he's kind of doing. He's with Kansas City now. Is doing some platoon stuff. So I know he played shortstop a couple of days ago. He played second base. Like he just kind of fills in. But we also like we won today against a lefty. But we've been struggling against left-handed pitching mm-hmm. too. And, you know, that's kind of our oh. Birch's specialty.
1: Right. Well, how big is it that Cedric Mullins, now that he's switched to lefty only, is doing better than ever against lefties?
2: Yeah. And they had a graphic up today on Maston and talking about, like, batting 180 or something against left-handed pitching, batting as a right-handed right. hitter right. the past couple of years. Now, all of a sudden, he switches to, 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 to lefty on lefty. And, and, you know, it makes you wonder. There's always those guys. I feel like Matt Weiders is one of those guys where they just hit better at one side of the plate, and you're like, well, why don't you just always hit that side of the plate?
1: I, I think it's because they were told at a young age. It's just like now you're like, what do, what do people tell you about your kid? Teach him to throw left-handed. Because yeah. left-handed pitchers will dominate. Yeah. Well, what if he can actually throw harder at right-hand? Are you, is he still going to try to tune into a left-hander because left-handers are more popular? And guess what? Left-hand at-bats through high school and college are harder to come by. Yeah. So you're going to want to bat left-handed because you think it gives you an advantage when really now he's put all his focus on one stroke and it's working out well for
2: him. Well, also, if you just think about it as far as how many swings it takes to become good at something, and because the majority of major league pitchers are right-handed, right, which is also why Silas is now a lefty, but but the majority of pitchers are right-handed, which means Mullen is going to get the majority of his bats as a left-handed hitter, right? So Mm -hmm. going up through the minors... Even in the majors, the majority would be like you know, for every one at bat, left hand, he's getting. I mean, as a right hand hitter, he's getting four at bats as a left handed hitter. So it makes sense he'd be better at something he does a lot more often because there's just more right handed pitchers. And so I don't know if it's if this is the last, right? I don't know if this is just kind of a. I, to be honest, I'm still, right. I, I'm, I'm still kind of skeptical about what's going on with Cedric Mullins because he's just so good, right? And so when he comes back down to earth, right? Like now he's on like, an extended hot streak. Because he, he's not going to bat 350 the whole year. So when he comes back to earth, where is he? Is he a 290 hitter? Is he a 280 hitter? I mean, if he could even finish up there, that'd be awesome.
1: Right. Um, are you convinced on John Means now?
2: Yeah, he, hey, listen, I'm all, in. I'm, now I'm all in. i
1: John Means is what we're going to continue to see.
2: Yeah, I'm all in. I'm all in. So, so let's have the conversation, Birdland. Let's talk about Grayson Rodriguez. Let's talk about D.L. Hall. Hold
1: on, hold on, Hold on. That's not the conversation that this is going to go. The conversation is not uh, John Means is an ace, so let's start talking about all the other guys we're bringing up. Unfortunately, the conversation we have to have is John Means is an ace. Are we trading John Means? Right,
2: zero chance. Zero chance. No, Josh, here's the conversation we're having. Yeah. Grace Rodriguez is coming. Deal Hall is coming. At least here's the conversation I'm having in my head. These guys are coming. We're going we're gonna to center John Means as kind of the centerpiece of our rotation, and then we'll add Grace Rodriguez to it. We'll add Deal Hall to it. Um and, Are you and whoever else guys, emerges. You accepting
1: those guys this year. No. Okay. All right. You're just saying you're just saying next year or whatever.
2: Yeah, I'm saying John means is the centerpiece, and then you add these right. guys, and you can add them one by one. I I think um
1: Well Matt Harvey's who, a placeholder. He won't be here next year. Yeah. Zimmerman and Creamer. do these guys stay in your rotation in the
2: future? Well, yeah. I mean that that that's what we have to find out because Young pitchers are coming, <laughs> right? You just saw Zach Lothar, he's a starter. I mean, he came out of the bullpen yes. today, he's a starter. Um, he's going to get his chance to start in Birdland this year. So, so, so will Alex Wells, right. so, so will Michael Bauman, and, and that's not the best of our crop. And we still have Kevin Smith, like, we could just go on and on about all these pitchers we have. And so, um, we, we saw Kramer right at even he struggled a little bit, his job is, is up for grabs, and Keegan forget, Aiken sliced yeah, that's his where finger slice his finger making breakfast uh,
1: now he, that finger's now aching
2: yeah th- th- appreciate the pun josh that <laughs> but but this is this is can you imagine josh what if he never gets a chance to start because these other pitchers pitch really well mm-hmm. right like he had his opportunity and yep. he w- probably would have been his go-to start if he didn't cut, cut his finger now all of a sudden what if zach Lother pitches well it's hard to send, send him back down right what if these other players yeah, continue to pitch they- well like you, you only have a certain amount of time to make an impression, especially with all the younger pitchers we have coming up.
1: Yeah. It's just like when we had Zach Britton and Brian Mattis and uh, other guys coming up.
2: You, Josh, you think trade, John Means is uh, will be a trade candidate? You think we'll look to trade him? Yes. I don't want
1: to, but I don't trust Mike Elias after yesterday. I, th- I really think yesterday was the biggest tank job the Orioles have done. Oh my gosh, rebuild. it was one game. I get that it was one game. I think and we
2: responded by cutting Wade LeBlanc. Like a tank job would be keeping Wade LeBlanc. No, I no, no, no.
1: Yes, but I don't think there was there was no plans to cut Wade LeBlanc. Cutting Wade LeBlanc was something Michael Eyes figured out in mid-game to make the adjustment. There was no plan of let's pitch his way out of here. It was, all right, I'm not going to get anything from him. He's pointless. We're not going to be able to trade him. Let's cut him.
2: Yep, that's exactly right. Um,
1: but that was figured out after the game started.
2: Well, I think it's not think, just based, I mean, Wayne LeBlanc's been bad this entire season. No, yes, but, but okay. my
1: first, and, and exactly. And my frustration with yesterday's game was mishandling the two days off with sending Kramer down, which still doesn't make any sense because mathematically you could have had either you could, you had guys where John Means would have been on one extra day rest, Harvey would have been on normal rest. So I think when your lineup is really struggling and you put in a pitcher in there that you know is going to give up four or five runs, you're telling the lineup not to try, which I think isn't the tone you want to set for your team when everyone at the plate is pressing too much. So that's why I got frustrated with yesterday.
2: Yeah, and and I would argue, like I would agree with you, and there was how do you have two off days and you still can't find a starter? <laughs> I don't understand that. It doesn't but, work. But – But throughout the course of the season, I feel like every team has this, right? Where they just kind of have to give up a game, right? Where you know you're not going to win it. I feel like all teams have this.
1: No, and they will. And and I think I just felt that it was set in the wrong tone for a a lineup that you really needed to bounce back. Thankfully, today was a great bounce back game where today we can forget yesterday and we can move forward. And um, yeah, and and I think go on from there
2: some encouraging things about the offense is not just the results because the results were there with 8 runs, 9 hits, 3 home runs, but also the approach, right? Like being patient, not swinging at bad pitches. Um 7 walks, getting deeper into counts often, right? I think I think and Michael talked about this when we did the post game with him on Friday, like the the just the difference between how the how the Athletics always kind of worked the count and gotten hitters counts and how the Orioles never did how they were always 0 one and 2 Right. Yep. Um, and so we, I thought we saw a much better approach this year. Um, I, or, or the, this game and certainly the dongs help. And I think there's, as the weather gets warmer and as these players kind of get, get hot, I think we're going to see a lot more dongs out of some of these guys. Right, I that's... do. Josh, I want to get your quick impression though on Ryan Mattcastle. Right. We saw last year, and I'm I, I want to stay upbeat. I'm positive. I love the way we played today. I love John Means. I love this offense, at least how I played today. But Ryan Matcoss has been struggling. Something like one for his last twenty five or whatever it is. Um, we saw what happened last year when guys went to the alternate site and they did almost kind of miraculous yeah, work the when Bowie. they came back up. Yeah. Is there any Josh consideration in your mind of a little Project Buoy renovation yeah. for Ryan Matcoss?
1: Uh, totally. I what's hold on? Let me grab the schedule. Um,
2: because yeah
1: uh you know what let's take our quick break here and then we'll come back and talk about this all right
3: what's the easiest choice you can make
0: Every time.
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just
0: $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Real quick
1: break just to reset. Uh, Ryan Mountcastle, you were asking me about him and Project Bowie and if I see that as something happened. I think yes, depending on how things go with New York this week. We have New York coming into town for four games. Those are not going to be easy games. Uh, in fact, the Orioles, to this point, had the, have the third hardest strength of schedule in the majors. And the next five series that they have is the Yankees, the Athletics, the Mariners, the Red Sox, and the Mets. They're all good teams playing well. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it that, fine, we're tied with the Yankees now.
2: We're fighting we it all, out for last place.
1: Right, but we all know that's not a real stat of the Yankees that that's that that's going
2: to change yeah yeah they will not finish so, down there they're a better team.
1: but here's the deal after the four games against New York at home we go to the west coast for uh games in Oakland and Seattle that's a great time to leave someone behind to say work on Project Bowie and then we'll pick you up when we come back on the east, east coast yeah and it's also your last chance to get someone the super focused attention of Project Bowie before the season starts at the beginning of May for the minor leagues.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's, I think you're right on. I mean, we saw it last year, what, with DJ Stewart and also with Cedric Mullins. Yes. Uh, and
1: it was pretty miraculous for them.
2: Yeah. The only difference would be is no one said predicted Cedric Mullins to win the rookie of the year. Right. Or, right. or DJ Stewart. Right. I think the expectations just were a lot higher for Ryan McHale. and, he played all of last year or most of last year at a really high level. Yeah. And he's a highly tied prospect. So this would be, I think it would be it, like the leash is a lot longer with Ryan Madcastle. Um, So I think it'll take his struggling more to really make this happen. But yeah, yeah I think it's a, at this point, I mean, just, he looks really, he looks, he looks, he looks rough. So right. I think it's exactly. Very possible. And
1: AJ's point now at this time, there's no, it doesn't look like Mountcastle is going to even be in the
2: conversation for rookie of the year.
1: At, so, at this point, no. Right. no. At
2: this point, he's in the conversation for the worst player in baseball, to be honest. I mean, he's, he's been that bad. <laughs> yeah, at this um, point, you could bring Chris Davis Yeah. at the same production. Oh, he, yeah. He's playing, yeah, I think comparable to Chris Davis, yeah. um, which is so not
1: where you want to be. We haven't – so Project Bowie was really intense and focused last year. I'm not really seeing that this year. I know they're playing games against the Nationals team and stuff, so I don't know if it's the same focus of last year. But we don't really know what happened last year. It was in Yeah,
2: do not it? the same focus of last year. You have no idea what went on <laughs> exactly. last year. So don't give me this idea. It wasn't. <laughs> oh, it was way it's more it's different. How is it different from something don't you don't know. even know what it
1: was? Yeah. I don't know. But again, when you've got lineup when you got guys in this lineup, we know someone's gonna get moved around to bring uh Kramer back on Thursday or Wednesday, one of those games I think is when he can come off the ten day and start. Yeah. And I at this point I'm more curious and like McKenna coming off the bench and allowing guys like Stewart to be in your lineup by sending Mountcastle down to Bowie for
2: 10 days. Yeah, I mean, if if Mountcastle doesn't give you anything defensively, so if he's not producing offensively, he really has no value for you. McKenna, even if McKenna is similar offensively right now to Mountcastle, at least McKenna brings speed and defense and base running to the table. That Mountcastle doesn't.
1: Well, you send Mountcastle down, and you've got the same, You got your outfield of Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, McKenna, and then Stewart in your DH. And I mean that's that's an, an impressive defense. And then you've gotten getting all those guys in the lineup. I like that.
2: Yep, yep. And then and then Mancini because today Mountcastle played first base, and Mancini can just take over that and play and right. play first base.
1: And Mancini's starting to do better. He was pressing. And that has seemed to calm down a little bit at the plate.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. I thought even when he was pressing, though, like I feel like over the past week, he's been hitting the ball hard. Uh, I feel like he's the victim of the bad luck. And I think he had a hit on Friday, like an infield hit. I was like, yes, finally, like get an infield hit to make up for the line drive right. outs you've been having recently.
1: But that's the same thing with Mountcastle, Castle, where he hits the ball hard when he makes contact. He hits him deep. He's had lots of warning track shots, but he can't get the extra five, six feet to get it over.
2: Yeah, and I I just feel like, and I gotta go. I I gotta do a deep dive into Mountcastle stats, but I feel like he has more zero and two and one and two counts than any player I've ever seen in my life. Like I feel About, like he lives yeah, at zero and two and one and two. And so, um, I I don't know. I I think that I think there there needs to be. I don't know if patience is the key or or what. Like, you, I mean, you don't want to change who Mountcastle is, but certainly like. Players talk all, all the time about kind of the mental aspect of the game and how how struggling can make you press and weigh on you and kind of right. just compound the problem. And it seems like like go go going to buoy, even if it's just for a week or something or ten days, would be a nice little reset, right, for Ryan Mountcastle.
1: Yeah, but no, right.
2: he's he's still like long term, like like he's the guy. He's the guy yes. and. The the one in twenty five does not change my opinion of him that he's the guy. It's, and if you're gonna struggle in twenty twenty one, struggle in twenty twenty one, so you'll be good in twenty twenty two. I'm okay with it.
1: And I think castle maybe eventually will even be okay defensively. I don't understand why. Uh, I don't understand how a player gets to the major league level and can't play defense. Um, I get it that he's got the bat, but he's got this, he's got speed too. He's got three stolen bases now.
2: Yeah, he got sneaky speed. I mean, we've t- I've talked about this before. I don't understand it. Like, I feel like I could play left field if I just practiced enough, right? And this is a guy who was drafted as a shortstop, right? So, right. so certainly athletic, and you can tell he's really athletic. Which... Um, and and but yeah, he's had. I would say his 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 time in the outfit has been up and down. Yeah, but. It, but then I also think of, like, Chan Cisco, right, who's been trying to learn how to catch for the past 10 years in the majors <laughs> and still can't figure out how to catch well. And you wonder if that's going to be a situation right. for Matt Castle. So, on the other hand, he hasn't been playing output for very long. So, I think we can be patient with the outfield play. On the other hand, like, he seems okay at first base. So, um, like I think yeah. that's a good plan B. Just Is to play there first any space.
1: chance you try him at second base since we don't have a second baseman?
2: No, there's zero chance. Because... Why? I don't know. Because he is such a good offensive weapon that I don't want to get silly and cute with the second base nonsense. You can find it doesn't matter, Josh. Well, you're putting him in the outfield. I I know, but I feel like that's better than than playing second base. I don't know why, but I just and Josh, I, I could 2023 World Series. I'll get you a second baseman. I don't care. I'll, I'll no, get I, you. No, work.
1: there's there's guys that I trust coming up in the farm system for a second base. you right,
2: but not 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 just that. But we you got to remember. We don't need to fill every single position with within our organization, right? Yeah. Like there's free agency. Yeah, and we're Michael spend some money. Yeah, Michael Aas will spend money, and if you're gonna spend money, a pretty cheap way to spend money is second base, um, because there's just not a highly paid position. So if that's if that's your whole second base, you're doing pretty well because you can fill that position in free agency. But we'll yeah. see, we'll see, because um, y- your Rias is going to have a chance. I guess, for for a little bit longer. I don't know how long his leash will be. And then I think the next guy up is Jemai Jones, who will have a chance. I think Richie Martin will have a chance. And I think Rylan Banning will have a chance. I think those are three guys that could have a chance to play second base for us. So I think there'll be several opportunities for guys. And if they don't work out, then we'll do free agency or we'll just wait a little longer for, I don't know, Mason McCoy or someone to to move over there and figure it out.
1: Yeah, okay. I can bet it. Um Over on the Birdlands Tonight, Birdlands Sports uh, website, we put up some more. We expanded the 2023 World Champion t-shirts from Section 336 to more years. Went because all of COVID. To, because of COVID, yeah. We pushed the <laughs> years because of COVID. We went all the way up to 2027 because of AJ. AJ wanted it a 2027 because that's what Major League Baseball is projecting. Now, oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So... My hope is that we win it in 2023, 24, 25, 26, and yeah. 27. Yeah. So they'll all be true. But are you still sticking with this 2023 timetable? Yeah,
2: and I think 2027 might be a big deal because that's when you get the fifth ring. So then you have like yeah, right, one for right. every finger. So well, that'd be kind of cool.
1: That is, and that's the whole point of this. The whole <laughs> point of this is if you get your first in 2023, you don't just disappear. It's, yeah. it's a rebuild, not for
2: one year. Well, it's, it's, it's to. To to go cross sports, it's it's the Ravens idea, right? Yes. That well, why would you trade you Orlando Brown Jr. Sports. when he's a better right tackle than the right tackle you have right now? Well, because you have one year left of him, and you're going to get someone who's going to be hopefully comparable, and you'll have him for five years okay. as you draft him. And so it's building a sustainable organization that can win year in year out. That's what Michael Lys is trying to do. He's okay. that was not that's not I love Danuca. That's not what Dan Duquette was there doing. Dan Duquette was like, I want to win as many games as I can right now. Dan Duquette was win now. Yeah, I don't care about what happens That's next why year.
1: we traded talent away, to yep. win now.
2: Yeah, and that's rivals. why we haven't traded any talent away, um, or at right. least we've traded talent away to get younger, yes. <laughs> cheaper talent. And so I think the goal is, right, and that's why we're spending millions of dollars on this um, complex in the Dominican, right, because we want to have this pipeline of international prospects. And, you know, and I, so I
1: saw the uh, Orioles yeah. are looking to hire some baseball instructors for down there. Oh, are they? I know you're applying out to, to colleges and universities. Ever think about the Dominican Republic?
2: No, you know what? I thought about joining high teaching, uh, co- co- coaching some high school baseball. I was like, I don't know nothing about coaching high about school. Baseball, exactly. I, don't, I don't know anything about coaching high school baseball. Yeah. I don't know how to. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to give signs. I don't know how to tell players how to. I can't be a pitching coach. I can't. I can't tell you how to adjust your 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 windup or anything. I I, I, don't, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, get out of here. Know. I can coach the basketball. I can't Hold do baseball. Have you, it's seen, too complicated. have you seen
1: the Have you seen the third base coach for the Orioles? I don't think he knows when to send or or stop guys either.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I, I can do I I can do the the windmill, right? I can I can go you know send them through. And yeah, right. also I I don't know any Spanish, so I think that would hurt my. If we that, if we open up a camp in Tanzania and they need someone who can speak Swahili and English, I might have an opportunity to help. But I don't think there's any baseball be, happening in Tanzania. No,
1: that's going to be like a cool run-ins movie where you're going to have to teach them baseball.
2: You have to start it and teach them baseball. And, and maybe then, I'll get a right trans, superstar trans, out of it.
1: Translate soccer into baseball. Yeah. All right. Um, Yankees for four games. As I mentioned, that puts uh, Matt Harvey on the rubber tomorrow night against Garcia who's making his 2021 debut for the Yankees.
2: Yeah. I'm always just I don't know why, but I'm so I'm still super fascinated by Matt Harvey. If he can like regain some of the and, <laughs> totally and so for him. this year, like he's been Fine. kind of good, but I don't know how like he's been not back to Mets form, but as good as he's been um since leaving the Mets, right? This is the best he's been since leaving the Mets. And so he's been this kind of not great, but not terrible. That's kind of eh. And, and kind of you're waiting to see if this is the start of being really good or if he's still going to yeah. just say average. And, and I mean, I'll four, take average, but we'll see. Four,
1: four games, a 5.12 ERA, 19 innings pitched, but 16 strikeouts. Yeah. So that's exactly what you're saying. I always feel like, and it's almost like they're protecting Matt Harvey. I always feel like Brandon Hyde pulls Matt Harvey too early. Yeah. So he like he doesn't give Matt Harvey the chance to implode. It's almost like, all right, things might not go well here, we're gonna get him out. And it's yeah. like is that to, to save him to, so he looks good so you can trade him? Or is it that they're being trying to be so cautious with him because it's the best he's looked in years?
2: Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Like, he's he's only pitched like five innings. Like, that's the most. And he always goes yes. like four and two thirds or five innings. Right. And and I, I do think they are much quicker with Matt Harvey than if everybody else. And I think I think it might be partly because like he's trying to kind of regain his form, and they want to kind of build confidence. He also like he gives up a lot of hits. <laughs> he just mm-hmm. like he always has runners on. Um, I'm just looking at let's look at his, his stat line. He's giving Is- up. Six hits, seven hits, then three hits, which is good, but only in four and two thirds, and then eight hits. Um, yeah.
1: But this, he's got. Like I said, he's got the five one two ERA. His yeah. career ERA is four one six. Yeah. So yeah. that's not bad. That's pretty close to his career average. But his wow. strikeout rate, nine, sixteen strikeouts and nineteen innings, is pretty high.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it shows that his stuff is good, right? Because because people are swinging, swinging and missing. And I think, like, if you look at his career, it's kind of the career in two halves, right? Where he was with the Mets early on in his career, where he had an ERA under three on average. He was averaging ERA under three. And then kind of his post <laughs> Mets life with, with yes. Kansas City and with the Angels, and where his ERA has been up, you know, in double digits. So certainly, like, the fact that his ERA isn't in double digits is a good sign. And that his ERA, and if you look at some of the, like, the, the, um, Sabermetric stuff and FIP and um, you know so some of the more independent of of kind of the circumstances that impact that ERA um, his numbers are even better so uh, so a lot of people argue that he's pitched better than that 5.12 ERA right. but he's pitched well enough that really I'm intrigued to watch more but certainly a tough task go- going up against the Yankees
1: and that's the thing it's, it's a, this is the AL East is tougher to pitch in than the NL East was in those years that he pitched for the Mets when he pitched for the Mets in 2012 to 2017 the NL East was not that strong of a division yeah so that also helped him
2: right and it's an interesting match right because because David Garcia for the Yankees I mean he's a 21 year old uh prospect here with mm-hmm. good stuff and I mean they're relying can they have some starting pitching issues and they're relying they're hoping David Garcia can have um kind of build on last year and have a really good year but it's interesting right uh, a young rookie versus this veteran harvey so i think it's i'm, I'm excited to watch it. and i'm I'm excited to watch our offense right is this it was this eight run game kind of um an aberration or is this like is this a sign that our offense is turning around so i'm curious to how her yeah. offense plays this next series
1: exactly and i'm going to cut us off there because this week, you and I still have Section 336 to do together tomorrow, where we're really going to dig into all this again. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. And and on more of a broader fashion. And again, we've got Birdland tonight all this week, so make sure you continue to check that out as well. It's all right, Matt. Well, thanks for joining me uh, a little last minute today.
2: Yeah, I didn't know the situation with, you know, the kids I, and stuff. I understand. It's how it goes. It, there's yeah. an advantage to having older kids. So I just snuck uh, upstairs. I'm surprised I was able to do it without an interruption.
1: It's all good. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to Birdland tonight. Continue to go over to the podcast app and rate and review the show and check out uh, other podcasts like uh, The Warehouse, I Like the Duck, uh, Bleacher Birds, and, of course, Section 336. Talk to you later.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.